Hello, you are listening to the Tell Podcast. On today's show, we will be discussing the top 10 Portland Trailblazer forwards of all time. I am your host, Aaron Stansbury. You are listening to the Eugene Life, and here's your host, Aaron Stansbury. All right, I'm here with Jordan Love, my good friend Jay Lowe. Um, he works at Holt International. Um, he's one of my best friends. He is, uh, he's actually, uh, one of the shortest people in the nation, but I, if I were, uh, to give him a job, I would probably, uh, honestly, I think he could be a, a basketball coach. I think any NBA team would be lucky to have him. He knows as much about basketball as anybody I know. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into this. Uh, we have, uh, We've gone through, and we, what we did is we both created a top 10 list of blazer forwards all time. And, uh, and then what we did is we mashed them together. You know, my first, my first pick was worth one point. Um, his first pick was worth one point. Our 10th pick was worth 10 points. So on. We put them together. People with the lowest scores. Um, we just, we, that's how we made our list. And, uh, so we're going to go ahead and start uh, 10 down, but first I'd like to talk about a couple people um, who uh, did not make the list, the honorable mentions. Um, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about a couple people that you were uh, – um, that have a good place in your heart and just didn't quite make that top 10 all time. One of my favorite players was uh, in the Blazer uniform was Nick Batum. You know, I just feel like he never – Fully made his potential here at Blazers Nation, but um, and I feel like it was a love hate relationship. Like uh, you had a, he reminds me of a girlfriend you've had for like six years, and you you love her, and you really think she's gonna do good for you and stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, she just never gets to that potential, <laughs> and you but you love her, and you like come on, and so you know that that girlfriend could show you like one night she'll have like a shooting of. Three for 16. And then the other <laughs> night, she'll be like eight for eight. And then another night, she just doesn't shoot the ball. And I feel like that's my <laughs> love-hate relationship with Nick Batum. But I honestly I honestly felt emotional when uh, he broke up with us and uh, left us for Charlotte. Uh, man, Jordan, I completely agree. He uh, um, That was the thing that was infuriating about him is he could have been – I mean, I remember we were talking about not trading him for – Chris Paul at one point. We had that much hope. He had that much. He has that much talent. He's still only twenty six. Like he actually fits the culture and the age of our like of our Blazer team right now. It kind of feels like maybe it would have been good to keep him around, but uh, um, we went a new direction. Uh, the thing about Nick also that always got me was he he would he'd show up huge on one game and then absolutely disappear the next game and like it just it was so hit and miss with him. Um, still a great player. I have nothing bad to say about him. Um, uh, you know, the, the thing that surprised me is I remember his rookie season. Uh, he played in the summer league and he just disappeared. No, nope, everybody thought, oh man, this guy just may not cut it. He may not even make it his first year. And then, and then we ended up starting him the first game of the season and he just absolutely destroyed it. It was like he went from not being able to play in the summer league to starting, starting for the NBA in his first game for the Blazers and, um, and he just—I I mean—he absolutely destroyed it. He was—he he looked so good. He looked like he knew what he was doing. Um, I don't know what happened in that short period of time between the, the summer league and the first NBA game, um, his rookie season. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, you know, somebody that I really uh, 
I feel bad not having on the list was Brian Grant, the Rasta Monster. I actually had some of his Rasta Monster cereal. Um, I went to my parents' house recently, and I still have an unopened box. It's probably just disgusting. Um, but uh, um, I loved him, that shaggy hair, his battles with uh, with Brian Grant all those years. He just didn't play long enough with the Blazers. Um but uh, I think he's a I think he's a, a Blazer favorite for for many people. Um, and then you had one more you wanted to mention. Uh, he's one of your favorites all time. I uh, I actually led a um, I was at a Blazer game one year and I and I as soon as he got off the bench I started just booing him and the entire crowd like joined me. I stood up and booed and the whole place just started booing the crap out of him every time he just stood up. He didn't even have to be in the game. Um, but anyways, that's my good memory with this guy. But you go ahead and bring it bring it along with this guy, guys. You know, Bobby <laughs> Wells. That's my boy. Yeah, he's my boy. He was uh, just like you know the Jail Blazers in that era <clears throat> with Rashid and stuff. He was he was a temperamental guy. But um, I always say stats don't lie, and he averaged about thirteen points a game for the Blazers and um, eleven points in the playoffs. I mean, he was he was the guy. China. He was the guy that uh, that was an enforcer, just like Rashid and all those guys. So he held a good place in my heart because I love Bonzi. Bonzi was great, and also like you know he was talented other places too. That that's true. He was uh, he was definitely part of that uh, that Joe Blazer era of, of Portland. I think he was in the the yellow Hummer when uh, him and Damon and uh, Rashid were driving from from Seattle and got caught with with pot in the car. Dumb and Dumber and the Hummer, I remember was what it was being called. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we, we've talked about a few uh, honorable mentions who did not make the list. Um, this, uh, this this guy who made number 10 on our list, uh, he – I had him actually all the way at number six. To me, he was my he was my sixth best Blazer forward of all time. Um, we're talking about none other than Buck Williams. Um, his stats, honestly, um, I get why. Uh, so, so Jordan, where did you have him on your list? I had him at number ten. No, no you didn't. Him. You didn't even have him on your list. Oh wait, no, I didn't have him on my list. You didn't I have him, him on your 11. list. I'm and, sorry, I had him at eleven. Yes. No, totally. No worries. And. And so I completely understand his stats weren't there. You know, he averaged, I think, like, I don't know. Let me see. Like, I think it was somewhere around. Uh, For the play- Blazers, he averaged about 10 points. Yeah, but he also has the all-time leading he has the all-time leading uh, field goal percentage for the Blazers. He was all-time defensive player, uh, all-defense first team in '90 and '91, uh, second second league or second team all-defense in '92. Um, we uh, he's the one good thing that came out of drafting Sam Bowie is that we traded him for Buck Williams and he got us over the hump and got us to you know he was the the heart and soul of that '89 '90 Blazer team. Um, that was his first year. Uh, with Portland after some good years with the Nets, um, I, I, I his stats aren't necessarily there on paper, but uh, I remember his def- his defense. He rebounded the ball really well. I think he had like between like eight and ten rebounds, averages a, a season. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think Buck Williams is great. I mean, I have written down he played eight seasons before he came to the Blazers, and then he played seven <laughs> more seasons after he left the Blazers. And in this Blazer time, he had 10 points. He averaged eight rebounds and three offensive rebounds for a guy. I mean, that was that was amazing. I mean, you had Kevin Duckworth back then. You had Jerome Kersey playing some of his minutes. He was a defensive nightmare, I think, and he was awesome. And he's always going to be a beloved player for the Blazers. 
I, I agree. He started most of the time he was there, um, and he was part of the, nine, the 89-90 season and the 92 season. Um, so I uh, can't really uh, fight that too much. Uh, he's he's a good deserving number 10, though. I have him at 6, but uh, I think I, I'm okay with him making the top 10. Um, number 9, um, I had at number 8. Uh, Jordan had at number 9, um, and that's Un- Uncle Cliffy, uh, the, the, the survivor all-star himself, uh, Uncle Cliffy Robinson. Um, he I think he was named Cliffy because of the he, he was a bad dancer or something like that. I, I think I, I remember, remember something yeah. about that and it stuck. Um, so uh, what do you have to say about Uncle Cliffy? I have a funny story. I just listened to Charles Barkley and uh, they were joking about Cliff showers <clears throat> and uh, Uncle Cliffy showers. And uh, <laughs> the joke in the league, and I guess this is well known, was. Cliff Robinson would only take 30-second showers after games, and it was <laughs> disgusting. And so they would always joke that they were going to take a Cliff shower. But for him, I think he was, I mean, he was 6'10", guys. I mean, this was yeah. before Dirk Nowinski, before the stretch That's forwards and everything like that. He was 6'10", and for the Blazers, he averaged about 35% three-pointers. He, was, he averaged 16.2 points per game. He was... A great small forward, I believe. Power yeah, forward. He played a little bit of all both. He even played a little five, I remember, towards the end of his career. Uh, he was uh, he was also the sixth man of the year, 92 and 93. Um, he was drafted in 89, the same year that the Blazers went to the finals against the Pistons that year. Um, and I, I remember that was, uh, he was like, I don't know, I think it was in the second round pick. Um, and he ended up getting some uh, some good good run with them. He played with the Blazers from uh, from 89 to 97. Uh, he's kind of the last guy to leave the Blazers uh, once they kind of went for that new that new turn. Uh, all long time, still went and made the playoffs. Uh, he was also an all-star in 94. Um, I'm pretty, I mean, I think he scored a ton of points that year. Uh, I always remember him shooting the three. Um, I don't know if he was really that good at shooting the three, but I remember thinking he was as a child. Um, he uh, Another important thing, I think, was... Uh, he had 461 uh, a streak of 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 starts. Um, 461 games is a, is a long time to start in the NBA, um, especially considering he was a sixth man for all those years. Um, it's an Ironman streak. Uh, it's a franchise record for the most games without um, sitting. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I think I wanted to be Cliff Robinson. I mean, going for that three. The headband and the headband. I mean, it was. It was amazing, and I would have that headband. I would take any headband, but it had to be red. It had to be red. I'm sorry, but no other <laughs> headband would work but the red headband. That's that's right. I like that. Uh, he, uh, when, I remember playing uh, NBA Jam. Maybe it was the second one, and he was like the only guy with the headband. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty rad. All right, so at number eight, we actually, uh, um, it's a guy I had at number nine. We kind of flip flop him and Kersey, uh for me and Jordan. We're both uh, eight and nine. Um, but we have him at number eight. Jordan had him at eight. I have him at nine. That's uh, Mercy, Mercy, Jerome Kersey. It's my favorite Blazer cup I have. I, it's like a, I don't know, it's a big 1991 uh, Dairy Queen cup that I drink out of all the time. It's uh, still in pristine condition, and I drink out of it daily. Uh, I take good care of that mug or that cup. But uh, what do you have to say about Jerome Kersey, Jordan? Jerome Kersey played 11 <laughs> seasons for the Blazers. It's true. And he was by far the long-standing Blazer in our mm-hmm. list of 10. Um, he, in the Blazers, he averaged 12.1 points and 6 rebounds. But in the playoffs, he played 91 games for That's the right. Blazers in the playoffs. And he averaged 15.3. So he 
increased his points by almost three points. Um, Jerome Kersey, I mean, I don't think maybe there'll be other Blazers more more memorable to the outsiders, but in Blazers and <coughs> Oregon, there's nobody more memorable than Mercy Mercy Jerome Kersey. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned the playoffs. Um, at 88, 89, and 90 playoffs, he, uh, he he averaged in all three of those nearly 20 points a game. That's a lot to score in the playoffs as an average. Um, I mean, that, that brings you up there with some, some all-star level players. Um, and even during the regular season, I mean, he, he pretty much always, you know, you, you mentioned what he scored. Yeah, he also scored... Uh, he also had about eight rebounds a game, yeah. um, and and I'll tell you what, as far like I always think like I know Cliffy won the six man all those years, but I always think of Jerome as a as like this uh, this you know this off the bench player who who just wrecked havoc when he got in the, got on the floor. He I mean his dunks were just awesome, like the way he would. I mean I, I felt like he would play for like eight minute stretches and he would just go balls to the wall the entire time <laughs> and I, I love that about him um so i yeah i'm very happy to have him at number eight on our all-time list and before we get off the <laughs> subject i mean those blazer teams that with jerome and with cliffy i mean those were those were the most memorable teams and i cannot believe we did not win a championship with that team Man. with clyde to glide with terry and all those people i mean I can't believe. I mean, stupid Michael Jordan. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> stupid Mike. Man, I completely agree that uh, that '92 team. Uh, most people, believe it or not, actually had the Blazers going over the Bulls. People thought the Blazers were a better uh, all-around team. Turns out, and history shows that that wasn't even close. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about Golden State and this last year. Or I guess they didn't really finish it off strong, but uh, um, those Bulls teams were incredible, and they just got better with age. Um, and then that uh, man that '91 season when they lost to the Lakers, when the Lakers went all the way to the finals and ended up losing to the the Bulls there for their first championship. I remember that was uh, um, I was a young kid, but that that wrecked me. Yeah, those are my first recognizable uh, Blazer memories. I mean, um, I don't know if it was my brother who told me, but <clears throat> I hated Michael Jordan for most of my my <laughs> life because. For one, I think my brother told me once that Michael Jordan played for the Blazers. <laughs> and when I realized he did not, the wrath I had for that guy was unmistakable. But now, I mean, besides Blazers, he's my favorite player. Man, that's a that's a sore subject, too, like Jordan playing for the Blazers. Um, actually, that kind of leads us in to uh, our number seven, who is... Kiki Vanderway, and the reason that leads in is a lot of people blame uh, Vanderway and Paxson and and Clyde for the reason uh, Jordan wasn't drafted by the Blazers uh, in the in the NBA draft that year because we had so many uh, small forwards and shooting guards at the time. Uh, you know, Clyde was a year had been in the league for one year. Um, Where did you have Kiki? Uh, so I had Kiki at number ten. This is actually was when we were putting our two things together. Jordan yelled at me. Um, I had him at number 10. Jordan had him all the way down at number, number five. five. And, oh, man. So the reason – so Kiki has great scoring percentages. I mean, he's, he averaged uh, 27 points one year. Um, let's make sure this is still working. Oh, yeah, it's still going good. Um, 
I mean, he, he played for the Blazers between 84 and 89. Um, he actually got hurt towards the end of that 88 season, and I think that's where we kind of got rid of him. Um, he averaged nearly 25 points a game for the entire time, and when he in 86-87, he scored 27 points a game. Um, that's a lot of points, um, even in the, in the 80s when there was a lot of scoring happening. Um, it was uh, really, for a lot of that time, it was him and uh, Clyde, and they just uh, they absolutely just dis- destroyed the... Um, the, the the NBA during those uh, mid '80s years, and that was actually the start of the Blazers going back into the playoffs when they had that long stretch of, of playoff runs. Um, so I mean, he was number ten for me because the guy didn't play defense. I mean, granted, I was one years old when he was playing for the Blazers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was very young. I was not even born. I don't um, think. <laughs> but from all that I've seen, you know, I've, I've you know, I've watched a lot um, of of old Blazer games. Um, that was that's been my life. Um, you know, I, I I remember Kiki Kiki as an older player also bef- after he left the Blazers. But from everything I can tell, Kiki did not play defense. Yeah, I mean that's why I mean I could have put him in the top four, and that's why I had him at five. I mean mm-hmm. the twenty three point five <laughs> points per game. Uh, in five seasons for the Blazers is just you know mm-hmm. you can't really argue that in the twenty one points for playoffs you can't really argue that but the thing that you can't argue and Aaron put up a very good point is he had no other stats I mean he did nothing else but score he is the Stephon Curry of our of that generation I feel because mm-hmm. he just scores yeah at least Stephon can uh can uh he passes uh, the ball, a pass the ball and he's a leader in steals too so yeah before you start bashing on our two-time MVP um, and comparing him to uh, uh, Kiki Vanderway. Um, all right, I think we've said enough about Kiki. Um, he can't play defense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, at number six, uh, I had this guy at seven uh, and – Oh, we both have him at seven. Uh, both uh, Jordan and I both had him at number seven, and somehow he comes in at number six on our leaderboard uh, just by adding the points together. Um, and uh, and that's Scottie Pippen. Uh, he played, you know, towards the end of his career, but he was with that uh, those great uh, end of the in the end of the the early two thousands and then the nineties teams. Um, he played from 99 to 03 with Portland. He averaged about 12.5 points a game, 5 assists, 6.3 rebounds. I think that first year he was with the Blazers, he started all all 82 games that year. Um, you know, I, I always think of I always think of Scotty as is kind of our point forward. Um, we had Damon during those years, but uh, I think I just remember a lot of times during the the fourth quarter, Scotty was bringing the ball up the court. Um, and also, I mean, you can't really talk about Scotty without talking about his defense. I mean, he was the anchor um, for our teams that, in those years, and we had, you know, when we had Steve Smith and Detlef Shrimp out there, he was definitely the one playing defense. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love Scotty. I, I should have had him higher <laughs> on my list. I think. Um, when I was researching his stats, I could not believe that he had uh, such good stats with Portland. I mean, you really, really, I mean, in my memory, I always thought Scotty was a little bit more washed up when he played for Portland. Um, I mean, his last season was with Blazers, he uh, he averaged 11 points, 4 rebounds, 4.5 assists. And in the playoffs, he averaged 16 points and 9 rebounds and 5 assists. Yeah, I mean, up. at 36 years old. And so I'm sorry, but uh, he, he was amazing for, for, his, for the Blazers in even his four seasons there. I mean, he was 32 when he came to Blazers. So 
So yeah, he was a he was instrumental. I wish he could have uh, guided uh, Robert Ory a little bit better, but that's <laughs> my, my opinion. That's a that's let's not bring up Robert Ory right now. It's sad. Uh, let's also not bring up the referees in uh, in the ninety nine two thousand year. Um, that's enough said. I think about that. Um, so. Uh, Going down to the top five, in in our opinion of the top five Blazers uh, at the forward position, um, I had this guy at number four, uh, and uh, Jordan had him at number six, right behind Kiki Vandaway and right in front of Scottie Pippen. Um, I had him uh, at number four, like I said. Um, and this is a guy who actually... Um, I had a really awesome opportunity to meet, and uh, when I met him, he he couldn't have been nicer. He gave me his shoes, he signed them up. Um, he uh, he hung out with me and talked for, with me for a while. I was starstruck. It was a uh, you know he was a big deal in my life. Um, that's Zach Randolph, Zebo. Zebo. That's right. Uh, we actually uh, I, I loved him so much that we named our dog at my family's place Zebo. Um, he was kind of a dumb-looking dog, but a uh, um, big, <laughs> like goofy Zebo. dog. He was he was a lot smarter than our dog that we called Shaq. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was still not a very bright dog. Um, there's a funny story about Zebo that I remember. Um, I, man, I'm talking about him as our number five all time, and I'm going to bash him here for a second. <laughs> but uh, he was so bad with money. The story goes that he was so bad with money that he, uh, I guess, they lost his luggage on, a, on like a like a three-game trip, uh, away trip, and he had zero money in the bank. He, he like lost his luggage and apparently didn't have any cash and none of the Blazers on the team at that time would loan him any money to, to buy clothes. So he went to Walmart and bought like a bunch of white t-shirts and that's what he wore the entire trip. Um, which is just kind of a sad state, uh, for Zebo, but also probably, uh, he's known for being a really uh, nice guy to his buddies and taking good care of his basketball family. Um, but, uh, what do you, what do you like about Zebo? Zebo again is one of my favorite players. I mean, I think I do like the head cases a lot more than I'm realizing. Is yeah, he was he was amazing. I mean, last four seasons with Blazers, he averaged twenty points, nine rebounds. I mean, he yeah. was a hustler. Yeah. He was amazing. Uh, the three words I have written down are hustler, head case, and he man because he was huge. <laughs> And he was amazing. I, I actually would rank Zebo higher if it wasn't for his, uh, um, for some of his head case moments. I mean, he was amazing and I was, I was, that was probably one of the most mad I've been is, is when he got, uh, traded you know, to Memphis. Memphis. No, no you know, he got Clippers. traded. Well, no, I think he, I think we traded him someplace else and then he went to the Clippers. Yeah, maybe New um, York. Yeah, he had like a like a weird couple seasons where he didn't get very much productivity, but he's really uh, changed his career around with Memphis. Um, yeah, he did play for the Clippers, but I think we traded him. And maybe he might like, have been the Knicks. I mean, I know he played for the Knicks too. Yeah, I don't remember how that worked. Maybe we did trade him to the Clippers. I don't remember. Um, I think we traded him and like Steve Blake together or something like that. You should look that up. Well, we traded Steve Blake like eight times, <laughs> and he true. always come back. He's like bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> totally true. <laughs> Um, Zebo, uh, 
The thing I loved about Zebo is he got so many rebounds and he never jumped. Like his foot never got more than like an inch off the floor, but he was he was grabbing like you know over ten rebounds a game. I, I loved mean, it. when you're like three hundred pounds, you can't jump very <laughs> high. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Well, he didn't need to apparently. Um, the other thing I think that's tough about Zebo is he was during those uh those tough years for the Blazers. Um, he was kind of that guy that we that we 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 put our team around um, after we got rid of the jailblazer years. Um, it's funny. He's the one that we decided wasn't a jailblazer. Um, <laughs> but uh, he uh, um, he was part of those you know those really tough years with Sebastian Telfair. And, and then we, we ended up trading him after uh, we got Roy. Roy had that – Roy and Aldridge had that one season with yeah. him. And uh, and that was a frustrating fight was because we had Roy and Aldridge. And yeah. we, had, we were starting to get back into – into not a lacking stock of the jailblazers and then we trade him and i realize aldridge's you know potential might have been uh dwarfed by um by zebo but still I, I i still was so angry about it yeah i i i had a soft spot i think um i think he was just kind of part of that old regime of of blazers and had kind of had that losing mentality um if you listen to kind of some of the things that brandon roy said in those days uh you know, I guess when he used to sit in the back of the plane um, and just like he would like own the the, the TV remote, and uh, and then when Brandon and then when he got traded, Brandon Roy just said his like the the whole um, feeling of the team kind of like a whole thing got lifted. Um, I love Zebo, I don't want to badmouth him, um, but that was I think that's um, it's too bad he couldn't have coexisted with those other guys. Yeah, I mean if he had the remote control and he was definitely he man, nobody could take that control away from him. <laughs> That's the truth. All right, at number, so now we're on to number four. Um, number four, this it gets a little shady here. I had number, I had this guy at number two on my list, and uh, Jordan. I actually almost expected Jordan to put this guy number one. Um, I thought he was going to have him number one on his list because because of, of Jordan's love for this guy, and I had him at two. And that is no none other than Rashid Wallace. Um, what do you want to talk about, Rashid? What do you want to say about Rashid? Again, another head case. I mean, <laughs> I love the head cases. I mean, but you can't, you can't. I mean, besides, I looked him up. He had 317 technical fouls in his <laughs> career. He owns sport when he was with the Blazers. He still owns the number one spot, number two spot, and number three spots of technical fouls in a season. No one <laughs> and, will ever beat that. Yeah, nobody will ever beat that. But but Shane was was again just like Zebo. I mean he I, I just remember people, players, past players saying that he had as much potential as Michael, but he yeah. just could not garner it. He could not the work work ethic was not there and he was just too much of a head case to do it. But um he, he was a monster. Sh- he was a monster. I mean I especially Looking at his career after Blazers and stuff like that, um, even before when he was with the Wizards or the Bullets back then, yeah. um, the, he was he was a monster all the time. When he wanted to be good, he was good, and uh, he was yeah. I, I I love the guy. I mean, I honestly do. I wish I could put him higher, but just stats don't lie. That's what I say. Stats don't lie. You know, I had I had him at number two. The reason I had him at number two was because he arguably is the best. I mean, he's arguably the most talented Blazer, um, or in the top couple of all time for the Blazers. He 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 just didn't do his didn't seem to do as much with it. Um, I remember uh, it, it seemed like uh, I remember Car- when Carmelo was getting all the the MVPs. 
he always talked about the one player he didn't want to play against was Rashid. Um, he Rashid really bothered him. He would, uh, you know, he seemed like he blocked a lot of shots on Carl because he was he was uh, he had she had such good length. Um, she could do everything when he wanted to play defense. He had great defense when he wanted to um, score the ball. He could do that. He did seem to disappear a lot. Um, but I am at number two also because he's part of um, arguably, you know, I mean, definitely one of the top Blazer teams of all time. That that ninety nine two thousand team, really unfortunate they didn't get to go to the uh, the finals that year and got uh, um, got kind of screwed over by the refs. I'm not going to kind of need to quit talking about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they couldn't get a foul in, the, in that fourth quarter of that game six or seven or whatever it was. Um, I think they played on ESPN every Christmas just to make me sad. Um, but yeah, I have, I have as much as Rashid used to bother me. And I mean, I remember he got that technical for, uh, for staring at Dick Bavetta. Was yeah, he? that's what I was about to say. It, yeah. <laughs> he gave him eyes and, yeah. and he got, a, he got, got a a tea. Yeah. without even opening his mouth, he got a technical like that. That is some skill. Um, I will probably never, I, right now I am wearing a number 11 blazer Jersey. That's a bonus. One of my all time favorites. And I, and I have a hard time forgiving him for, uh, for throwing that talent to bonus his face back in, <laughs> uh, towards the end of Sheed's time in Portland. But Sheed will always live in NBA history because every time there's a bad foul and the guy misses the first free throw. Yes. Ball don't lie, baby. Ball don't lie. Great. I couldn't think of a better way to end this, um, on that. Uh, number three is a player that Jordan and I weren't even alive to listen to, to watch. Um, but his stats are there. Um, the thing about this guy is he, so I actually had him at number five on my list. Um, Jordan, what number did you have him? I had him number one. <laughs> okay. I, I, I understand that. I think you could, you could mix match a whole bunch of these players. Um, I, I'll tell you why I had him down at five and you can talk about why you had him at one. Go ahead. Again. We, Aaron and I were both not alive when this guy was playing. You know, when I looked him up in five seasons, he averaged 22 points per game and 10 rebounds. I mean, you know, the NBA was such a different league back then. I mean, you could basically just knock out a person and get a personal foul on that. (laughs) And he averaged 10 rebounds a game with, you know, people that were much... I mean, the NBA was just such a different league and so even though I didn't watch him even though I never you know I don't think I've even watched a game of him um just my research says that he's number one even though I'd like to put people that I've watched as number one I cannot uh, disrespect this guy and I have him at number one I uh so I, I completely understand that honestly his stats are better than everybody else's um nobody had better stats um he's the only yeah, he, he was a four-time all-star and he only played for the Blazers between 71 and 76. Okay. Um, and, and basically, all, the first four years of that, he was an all-star. He was the rookie of the year. The only guy in this list who makes rookie of the year because he was the only Blazer forward who made rookie of the year. Um, so, I mean, you can't really argue it. Um, the one thing I will say, and this is the reason he fell on my list all the way to number five, is because the one thing I do know about him is I always heard about his talent. Um, you know, I hear about his UCLA days. Uh, he was he was part of that um, that that stretch of great UCLA centers. You know, with Lou Alcindor, and then it was him, and then it was Bill Walton, um, who's not gonna be on this list, but he'll be on another list in the future um, for uh, all-time Blazers. And uh, the reason 
um, I had him all the way down is because in 1976, um, we actually sold him to the Boston Celtics. And, uh, and that same year, what did we do, Jordan? We won the championship. Yeah, that's right. In the 76-77 season, uh, my favorite number of all time is 77 because it's our one and only NBA championship. And apparently, getting rid of him was part of the reason we were able to do that. Um, so getting rid of, I mean, people could say, you know, about his stats, arguably our best player, you know, obviously Bill Walton. Um, but... Uh, he was, you know, he had the stats to be our best player in, on that team, but getting rid of him actually made us better. So um, that's why I had him at number five. Um, he's he's kind of known for being a knucklehead in the, in the NBA too. Um, you know, he had all the talent in the world, but uh, wasn't able to necessarily put it all together. All right, now we're uh, now we're on to the top two. Um, our number two slot for the best forward in NBA in Blazer history. I had this guy at number three. Jordan had number. Had him at number two. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, um, explain why you had L.A. LaMarcus Aldridge at number two on your list? You know, I'm sorry to go back to like relationship status here, <laughs> but uh, L.A. was was everything you asked for in a girlfriend, right? <laughs> like he, he, yeah, maybe he was quiet. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask for that in women, but uh, he he was he was a leader. I mean, he suffered a lot in the early seasons, um, and uh, you know he continued to come to work every day. He developed during his seasons. I mean, he developed a jumper, and at the end of his Blazer career, he had a little bit of a three pointer status, and um, you know maybe ego got to him a little bit of yeah. the whole uh, dame coming in and i think i do blame a little bit of that on the blazers and just not being able to manage that and everything like that and but you know dame is a, is a rising star and he's a shining star and he hits clutch shots in la you know mm. sometimes you just didn't see that i mean yeah. sometimes you just didn't see those clutch shots but lamarcus is in my opinion and a fantastic number two uh, I don't see him being the leader. Um, uh, we never saw him really be the leader, you know, whether it was Brandon Roy um, or Damian. Even that year, you know, that time in between Roy and Lillard, um, Lamarcus never seemed to be that that all that, that star for us. Um, but uh, I mean, in nine seasons, mm-hmm. he played nine seasons. I mean, he out of this list, he's only the you know, I think only one player played more seasons with the Blazers than LA did. He averaged 19.4 points. I mean, that was even his rookie year, you know, and everything. He averaged 8.4 rebounds, a block. He was an 80% free throw shooter, which for a big man, that's that's so good. And he played 34 games, playoff games for the Blazers. And in that, he averaged 22 points and 8.8 rebounds and almost two blocks a game. I mean, he was he was reliable. He was Mr. Reliable most times and. uh and yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, Aaron and I disagree on this. I don't fret him for leaving, but, um, because of the reason he left, but, um, gosh, I miss that guy. I miss him. I miss him on this, now, currently, I miss him on this team because, gosh, we would be, we'd be right up there with number one or number two if we had LA. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny you bring up the girl situation and you talk about LaMarcus. LaMarcus talks about how he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. 
and then uh and then he decides to uh the very you know the moment that you you propose to him and offer a lifetime a blaze you know a blazer greatness um he starts flirting with somebody else and gets cold feet and runs off to uh an, another city um you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't hate him so much if it wasn't for the fact that he uh you know that he played with my friend Jordan's emotions for so long. Yeah, I know. And uh, and did. and he told us for an entire year, I'm going to be back. I'm going to have my number in the rafters. That number twelve is going to be sitting up in the rafters, and I'm going to be your all time person. And and then and then he goes, you know what? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave. Um, the the other thing that you mentioned was his playoff, uh, what he did in the playoffs, and that's the reason I had Rashid ahead of him. Um, during the time that that Will Marcus was with the with the Blazers, we never got past the second round. Um, usually, we didn't get past the first round. Um, Rashid got us to the you know, the Western Conference Finals most of those years. Um, you can argue about what was around him, but uh, that was my deciding factor for why Rashid was ahead of Will Marcus. Um, I'd probably rather uh, I'd probably rather live with Will Marcus. But but party with Sheed. I think that's probably <laughs> I think that'd probably be uh, how I would want to do this. Um, but um, so that was our number two blazer uh, forward of all time, and our number one. I had this guy at number one in my all time list. Uh, he made number one for our combined list. Um, uh, Jordan had him at number three on his all time list. Um, Jordan, why don't you mention uh, um, who we're talking about here and. Uh, we're talking about Maurice Lucas. That's right. The enforcer. Mo! You know, Mo! I can't, I can't, uh, I can't not put Maurice Lucas and what he's done for the Blazers not in the top three. I mean, you know, again, it was somebody that I hadn't seen. I don't, that I never grew up with, but, you know, he was a 1977 champion. He's the only person that brought a championship to the Blazers. Yeah. You know, and also, one big thing that I I love about Maurice Lucas is he ended his career with the Blazers, mm-hmm. you know, and that was one thing we can't say much about with all these other players is ending careers with the Blazers. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, I don't think even Buck ended it. Jerome Kersey did, no. right? No, neither one of no. them did. Nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> but um, he played five seasons maybe and he Zeebo ended it will. with the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, maybe Zebo. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm I'm still holding out for LA though. Let's let's hold out that hope. He can stay in Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, Maurice Lucas. I mean, for me, he he is. So my entire life, I grew up idolizing that '77 team. Um, the the visions of him going, putting his fists up, and Daryl Dawkins falling over backwards because he's so afraid of Maurice Lucas after him, after he, th- after the, the, what, what was his name? Like the, the Dunkaholic or the, the, oh man, they had all those like different names for it. The Dunk <laughs> Machine from, Gra- from Planet Groovetron or whatever it was. Um, he thought he was so cool. And then he pushes some six foot white guy over, Dave Tordzik, I think. And, and then, uh, Maurice Lucas stands up and puts his fists up and, and Daryl Dawkins couldn't get away from him faster. And that was in the NBA Finals and in 77. And for some reason, both those guys were playing the next game. <laughs> that would never happen I, these days. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Daryl Dawkins, one of the baddest men on the planet, didn't want anything to do with the enforcer, Maurice Lucas. Um, Lucas, another guy. Um, the, another thing about him that, uh, that you just can't talk about without bringing up is, is Bill Walton, arguably one of the... Um, the best Blazers of all time. Um, 
he he says the best player he ever played with was Maurice Lucas. He has so much admiration about him that the new coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Luke Walton, was actually named after Maurice Lucas. Um, so I think I, I don't think you can really do any better um, of an endorsement than naming your uh, your child after him. So uh, with that, you have heard our top ten. I'm going to go ahead and go through this list one last time. Jordan, do you have any final things to say before I go through this list? I only had uh, one other question. How do you think about the forwards that we have now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think Aminu is a is a great. Uh, he's a very good number six man, number seven man, number eight man on, on a team. Um, we'll see where he falls out. Whether he plays power forward this year, maybe some small forward. Um, I'm all right with Aminu. Um, I like Ed Davis. Um, I think he's uh, you know playing that that power forward center position. Um, again, he's not a starter. It sounds like Evan Turner's probably going to be playing some small forward. Um, I like that, actually. I think uh, kind of get back to that Scotty Pippen days of, uh, of the point forward, the guy bringing up the, the ball up the floor, uh, play some good defense. Um, not Obviously not near the player that Scotty is. Uh, even if he has the same statistics, he's not the player. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, like, I like that we brought Alan Crabb back. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think he could be the starter. Um, I... I think probably he'll end up being some trade bait in all honesty um what about you you know i'm not i'm not as much of a fan of evan turner as other people are um i i think he's underperformed in everywhere he's gone um especially boston last year i don't know how he got such a huge contract um i i like crap i i honestly do i think he's he's a great guy and he um he really has shown in the playoffs that he can actually play and hit threes and stuff like that. He's I think no Bonzi Wells. Yeah, so. he's no Bonzi. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'm going back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I think Mo Harkless could be kind of a Batum kind yeah. of player. I think he he's he fills up the stat line. He's a great. He's great length and great great young kid. And I think uh, I I really enjoyed that we got him back. Um, Myers. I'm I, I'm really hopeful of that guy, Miles Leonard, mm-hmm. and and what he can do. I mean, uh, he has that three point shot that he's done, and he has the attitude that I like. You know, I think Chris Kamen just whispers in his ears like, <laughs> "You're full of it. You're not good." <laughs> I was with your mother last night, oh, and he just and he just and he just gets goes 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 crazy, and he doesn't back out down from anyone. And I like that about about uh, uh, Leonard. But on the other hand, like. If a ref like calls a bad call on him, he like cries to his mother. I mean, it's it's the most <laughs> pathetic thing I've ever seen. And so I, I actually like Leonard, and I actually um, I really like Ed Davis. I don't like Azili, but you know, that's mm. that's my opinion on that thing. But um, but Aminu, 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 Aminu came from nowhere for me. I, I honestly did not like this guy. He underperformed. He yeah. would turn it over probably, I felt like, 20 times a game, but it was probably more like five, to be realistic. <laughs> and five is a lot. Let's just be honest there. But <laughs> Might as well be 20. Yeah, might as well. But uh, when we didn't have anything in the playoffs, he, he stepped up. He's a great, he's a he's a good defender. Um, I That's why I kind of don't like the Evan Turner thing is because I thought Aminu actually was was getting fully <clears throat> potential, and then we bring in Evan Turner, who is uh, is kind of you know he's not the he's not a quiet person. Let's just say that, um, and I think he might disturb uh, what we got going for a young talent. But who knows? 
Yeah, you know, I, I would agree with you. I, uh, you know, for the most part, I also, I, you make a good point about Marie, uh, Maurice Harkless. Um, I think he, he could be the best value that we have. Um, he and Myers Leonard both, I mean, I think we got them both for four years and 10 million a year. Um, and in today's NBA, that's a pretty good, uh, bargain, I think, with guys with that much, uh, upside. Um, it's gonna be interesting also to see Noah Vonley and see if oh, yeah, he Noah. ends up, uh, you know, cracking the top 10 of the Blazers roster this year. Um, he definitely has a talent, but, I mean, I mean, he wouldn't surprise me at the end of the season if he's the starter at power forward, or if at the end of the season he he doesn't even average you know three point you know three minutes a game. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could go either direction for him. Yeah, um, I wonder about Noah. I mean, he's probably probably the fifteenth player on that bench right now. I wonder if uh, we're just going to send him down to a D league for most of the season and just uh, spot st- spot play him bring him up a couple games but uh yeah i don't know i mean he Still he has young. shown such he's shown some talent i mean i i honestly believe that and um but on the other hand he is so young but harkless is just as young i think i think it's one or two years between them and harkless has has stepped up to the plate i feel yeah i agree i i really like harkless he might be my uh my favorite non-starting blazer at the moment. And meaning should be a non-starting blazer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you know, he he redeemed himself in the playoffs this year. I thought I love the way he played at the end of the season. Um, he actually made me feel like an idiot for some of the bad things I've said about him throughout the season. Because um, he had, I mean, he was the reason we won um, some of those games in LA this year, and uh, and had even a chance with uh, Golden State, if you want to call it a chance. Let um, me just cover my butt and say. Um, I love the Blazers. I love every player on the Blazers. So if if you guys listen to this, Blazers, <laughs> I do love you. I just think you need to work a little harder. And <laughs> some of you need to be a little better. And I see potential in all of you guys. So so uh, hit me up, Blazers. <laughs> Let's. I I uh, I seriously doubt that they're listening. But if you do, feel free to retweet this. Um, all right, so our top ten Blazers. We had number ten, we had Buck Williams. Number nine, we had Uncle Cliffy, Cliff Robinson. Number eight, Mercy, Mercy, Jerome Kersey. Um, number seven, Kiki Vanderway. Number six, Scotty Pippen, Pip. Number five, Zach Randolph, Zebo. Number four, Rashid Wallace, Ball Don't Lie. Number three, Sidney Wicks. Number two, L.A., LaMarcus Aldridge. And number one, Mo Reese Lucas. The enforcer. All right, thank you all so much. Um, before we before we get off this, I want to remind you that uh, that Jordan works for Holt International. He's a he's a really great. Um, feel free to check out the uh, Holt International website. Um, maybe donate there. Uh, Jordan, uh, do you have anything you want to say about Holt? Holt is a great organization. It's a child welfare and international adoption agency. It does great work. I was adopted through that agency, so I'm very passionate about that. Um, also, I want to thank Aaron for having me on, um, and I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, you know, I hate my voice. It's one of the biggest things no, I hate about stop it. stop it. And so, it's, so it's in between of like a chipmunk and, uh, and, and an elephant eating each other, I feel. <laughs> so, so, uh, so thanks for enduring this uh, podcast with my voice. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> You're great. All right. Um, thank you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Eugene Life Podcast, or T-E-L, or TEL Podcast. The hope for this podcast is to have an outlet to showcase some of the greatness our community has to offer. At some point, the hope is to have different shows all on this same podcast channel. 
um, four of them to be exact. So if you subscribe to this podcast, you'll actually get all four of the of the podcast series. Uh, this one was about lists. Um, future ones will be tell stories uh, where business leaders and people with passions tell their story of how they got to where they are and why they care about what they have dedicated their lives to. Another one of the of the podcast series will be Tell Homes. This one will be dedicated to all things related to buying, selling, and living in your home. Tell Podcasts, or t- sorry, Tell Testimonies. This one will be an opportunity to hear people's spirit-inspired testimonies to their relationship with God. And then Tell Lists, uh, which was today's podcast. This one was all about best trailblazer forwards of all time. Um, future podcasts in the list series might include uh, pop culture, uh, local restaurants, maybe the best local beer or wineries in town. Um, so please uh, hit subscribe and, uh, and comment and give a, a five-star rating on, on iTunes. Have a great day and be blessed. And for our very first sponsorship, I'm going to let Jordan go ahead and uh, and go ahead and do the sponsor. So thank you, Jordan. The sponsorship is from Doubtless Shrimp's Shrimp. It's shrimp that has been aged five years and is kind of rubbery. And if you call their former employers, they left for a better city. Doubtless Shrimp's Shrimp, you will be disappointed. That was horrible. That was awesome.